Hello, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is Reverend Victor Asyama coming your way once again to share the word of God with you. It's your random preacher. We tackle some of the various scriptures and uh, I hope today we will be blessed by the message which I, I've been studying throughout the week and it's quite, uh, it has given me some quite, uh, uh, it has enlightened me in so many ways as I started diving through these verses. So today I'll be treating a topic on the hidden treasure. The hidden treasures, which uh, we take this the scripture from the book of Matthew 13, Matthew 13, verse 44 to verse 46. Parable of the hidden treasures and the pearl. So let me read it. Then after that, we will um, go deeper to get the more more understanding about it. So he says that the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in the field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for, for, for fine pearls. When he found one of, of great per, value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Amen. So when we look at this um, memory verse or when we look at this um, Bible verse, it should give us an understanding that it's like someone who is looking for to, to purchase, understand, something that is really valuable or something which is really precious. We realize how precious that land seemed or that land was to this person when he saw that valuable in the land. Because of that, he had to give everything. He had to sell everything that he had to just get that particular land. And that means he had to let go of every other property he had just to get this specific thing or this specific land. Many times, we 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 have a different understanding relating to this scripture. Because he said that the kingdom of God is like, or the kingdom of heaven is like. So many times we are, when we hear that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, we always have this assumption that the kingdom of God is talking about maybe at the end of the day when we go to heaven. And I understand. Most of us, we don't understand what the kingdom of God is. So to be able to understand this parable, first we have to understand what the kingdom of God means. If we are able to understand the meaning of the kingdom of God, then we will be able to understand what the parable means. So first of all, what is the kingdom of God or what is the kingdom of heaven? So, the kingdom of God is the fulfillment of the will of God on earth. The fulfillment of the will of God on earth. Or we can say that the obedience to the will of God in our lives. So, when we obey the will of God, that is the kingdom of God. I take it again. The fulfillment of the will of God on earth. 
So when the will of God is being fulfilled, that is the kingdom of God. So the person selling all that he had to purchase that land is showing that is showing that the land is much very precious so the kingdom of god is like if somebody selling all that he has to purchase a land which is full of valuables so let's take it like this the land which the person found or that valuable thing that the person found in the land is the kingdom of god understand or is is the word of god or you finding god and after finding god you get rid of everything to receive the kingdom of god or to receive the will of god that is you letting everything go in your life just to fulfill the purpose and the will of god you seeing the value in obedience to the will of god I hope we we are getting understanding. Let me make another another example. So you heard the message. You received the message. The last time I used to, I, I was preaching I said that if we claim we have faith, Bible says faith without work is dead. So if we claim that we have faith, what you believe in, you follow what you believe in. If you don't believe in something, you don't follow it. If you truly believe in somebody you follow. If you truly have faith you follow. If you truly have faith you trust. You will not follow what you don't trust or you don't follow what you don't have faith in. So that is the, how the kingdom of God is. So when we believe in God and we accept his word, we have to let go of the passion of the world. So the person selling everything that he had just to attain that riches or that valuable thing in the land or that valuable peril is showing that we not compromising as believers when it comes to our obedience to the will of God the will of God should be our priority in life it should be our goal in life this is how the kingdom of God is like we value it more than any other thing so this this parable does not mean go home and sell all that you had to give to the church or to give to the poor that is what makes you a christian or that is what makes you attain salvation for us to remember salvation is a gift which we have received because if jesus Christ had not yet died no matter what how good you are will not take you to heaven that is what i want us to understand because we were all sinners in the book of Isaiah the bible lets us understand that even our righteousness is like a filthy rag before god that is why in the old testament you realize that the people couldn't couldn't be perfect this god saved them several times from captivity and everything but yesterday they go back to worship idols god was demanding perfection from dead people because they couldn't they couldn't be holy they couldn't without the help of the holy spirit you can't be holy it's the holy spirit that helps us 
anyone who does not have the Holy Spirit that claim to be holy is just deceiving you. Yeah. To be to be able, because the Bible says in the book of John, the book of um, first, first John chapter 3, verse 6. If you read, it talks about anyone who has the said if you have you have the seed of God inside of you, you cannot sin because the nature of God dwells in you. The nature of God is the spirit of God that dwells in man. Understand? So God, the Holy Spirit, help us to be able to fulfill the will of God, which is what? The good thing. Let's look at some scriptures here to help us get more understanding. So let's look at the book of Romans chapter 14 and 17. Romans 14, 17. Let's see what the Bible says in Romans 14, 17. Let's open our Bibles too. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me let me read. He said that. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. So this one is explaining that the kingdom of God is not about food or water or drinking, any kind of thing. But it's of what? Righteousness. So what you eat, what you drink has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God is of what? Righteousness. Understand? And we know that God is a holy God. God wants us to be righteous. And therefore, when we obey his will, we fall into the righteousness. Understand? Being obedient to his will make us righteous. Don't forget that we are made righteous by the death, of, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ because of the Holy Spirit which is inside of us who help us to be righteous. When we sin also, we have the mediator that's jesus christ who when we pray to forgiveness he cleans us our sin he cleans us from our sin make us perfect again and we continue moving and don't forget remember that the holy spirit is there to what perfect us help us the holy spirit becomes our conscience who help us to be able to say no to sin so to be able to fulfill the will of god or to be able to be righteous is you abstaining from the things God has said don't do. And how will you know that God don't want you to do something? Is by the help of the Holy Spirit, He gives you the strength to say no. So He said, What? But of righteousness, peace. God wants us to, to live in peace with one another, no fight, no commotion. And you know that what you are doing will offend somebody. You stop for the sake of peace because God has called us to make peace. God has called us to love. So peace is part of the will of God. And joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy in the Holy Spirit is part of it. Understand? So to be able to understand this, you have to know what joy is. Understand? We should be able to understand what, when we talk about joy, what what, what is the meaning of joy? When we know the, the, the definition of joy or we know the meaning of joy, we'll be able to understand. So when we say that, it's a joy in the Holy Spirit. So let's define joy. Joy is the feeling of great happiness from doing or finding or getting something. And it's the Holy Spirit that helps us what? In finding the truth. He's the one who helps us to what? Do the right thing. So we get joy in being righteous because the Holy Spirit helps us to have that joy or else it's going to be a struggle 
without the Holy Spirit, you trying to be righteous on your own, is going to be a struggle. Today you do, tomorrow you do. Even today itself, you say, I will not do, you will do. When you try to depend on yourself to live a righteous life. So you need the Holy Spirit to help you to be able to live a righteous life. Now let's see the verse 8. He said that, because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and has received human approval. So when we serve God in Christ in this way, we what? We are pleasing to God. Do you know why? Because we are fulfilling His will. The kingdom has now come. The reason why these things, if we do these things, are pleasing to, to God is because the will of God is being fulfilled, which is the kingdom of God. That is the kingdom of God. The fulfillment of the will of God is the kingdom of God. So where there, there is no fulfillment of the will of God, it's that the kingdom of God is not in place in your life. Yeah. When, my, when my, I'm fulfilling the will of God in my life, is the kingdom of God has come in my life. I'm a part of the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God has come, I'm fulfilling. You cannot say you belong to a country whereby the, the, there's a governing or there's a rule in a country and you don't obey those rules. And so as a true citizen of a country, you know that this thing, this thing, this thing are rules of the country and when I do it, it destroys the peace of the country or destroys something. Will you still go on to do it if you are truly a, a loyal citizen? Only a disloyal citizen do something like this. So as a loyal citizen of the kingdom, what are the rules do we follow? What are the rules that governs that kingdom? It's obeying the will of God. When you don't obey the will of God, you're an outcast. Hallelujah. So this parable is that you understand, that get rid of every other thing that competes with you, with your obedience to the will of God. I hope you are getting that understanding with this first scripture that we have read. If you read the book of John chapter 8, 31 to 32, the Bible says that my, Jesus was speaking to the Jewish people, said that my true disciples are the ones who obey my teachings. Or the ones who follow my teachings. So if you don't obey the teachings of Christ, he said you are not my true follower. You are not obeying the will of God. And therefore, you are not a citizen of the kingdom. Because the kingdom is made out of what? Obedience to the will. Obedience to the order of the day. So when the order of the day is saying, don't do this and you do it, you are not obeying that will. And that therefore, you will be imprisoned. The will of the country is saying that don't steal. Don't do this or don't do that but you still go on to do that that is why the, the, the police will pick you up and put you in jail because you are breaking the laws so the same way people who don't follow the will of god at the end of the day where will they go it's a choice nobody force anybody to go to jail but rules have been set when you go against the rules this is where you land and people will land in the lake of fire when they make their own choices. 
same thing is applying to this earthly life we are doing we are living but when it comes to the gospel people have problem with it oh how can a loving father do this how can a loving father create hell for god he didn't create hell for man he created for the devil and his agents so it's a choice if you choose to follow god you follow god if you choose to follow the devil you follow the devil and you end up where you're supposed to end up the same way the laws of the country if i'm talking about united states they have rules they have laws if you are you go to to rob a bank and you are being caught by the police i don't think they will leave you walking free no 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 i don't think so you'll be in jail it's a clear truth the truths are set you free if you follow the truth you will be free but you choose not to follow the truth you choose to follow the lies you choose to follow what will bring harm to you you end up in deception and deception will lead you to death will lead you to be in prison you will lead you to bondage sin is bondage as the bible let us understand that you are as you become a slave to the one you obey and what you obey becomes your master so if you don't walk according to the will of god you are not obeying the will of god you become a slave to sin and we know sin came from the devil because he was the first person to manufacture sin he is the he is the owner of sin the father of all lies he blind the eyes of the world against the word of god because he want to lead them into darkness hallelujah there are more other scriptures that we can go through to help us understand this parable understand that's so why when you read the book of james chapter 1:14 to 16 he says that god has not afflicted anybody God hasn't put you in bondage. God hasn't have a hand in any problems you are going. It's your own evil desires which brings affliction on you. Understand? When we decide to follow our desires than to follow the will of God, we sin. We trapped. So you can't say that you are a child of God. But yes, so you only fulfill your your desire, what you want. Think about it. What you want is it a thing compare your wants and what the will of God says. If they are in line, sorry. If they are in line, fine. But if they are not in line, you have to think well about it. Don't let the world entice you. Because the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8:14 that The true children of God are those who are led by the spirit of God. So when you are not being led by the spirit but you are being led by your own desire according to James chapter 1 verse 14 to 16. Therefore the kingdom has not come in your life. The will of God is not being fulfilled in your life and therefore the kingdom of God has not come your understanding is too weak. When you read the book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 12 to 13 when Paul was telling the people that before they used to they used to behave as as people that when Paul is around only then they do the good things but Paul now was saying that he has seen that now they have matured to the certain point that even in his absence they are doing more of the things that 
at the right things that are to be done. Understand? That means what the people had what had changed. Let's just read it. John, um, sorry, Philippians chapter two, verse twelve. Philippians two twelve. Let's read it. One minute. Yes, twelve. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Continue to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So now look at something. Even though he said that they should work out their own salvation, he also completed that it's God who works in you to will and to act according to what for to fulfill his good purpose. So you have a role to play, and God has his roles to play. God is playing his role. What is it? He has given the Holy Spirit who will prompt you when you are going wrong way. But with fear and tremble, work your own salvation. You, your obedience to now say, yes, I heard the voice of God, and I will obey the word of the voice of God. That is your conscience. Understand? You obeying the conscience. That is what I said in the book of Romans 8.14 that the, those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. So when the Spirit leads you, you listen. When you don't allow the Spirit to lead you but you lead by your flesh, you are, you are totally not a child of God according to the Bible, according to the Scripture. So here, Paul is stating it clear. With fear and trembling, what? Fight for your own salvation. But he continued by saying that it is God who is what? Helping you to be able to leave these things or to be able to, 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 to do these things. Understand? It is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. That is the spirit of God that God has given to you which will help you. What? which will lead you to fulfill his good purpose. But when he's leading you, when the Holy Spirit is leading you and you still choose not to do what the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will not force you. He leads you. He's become your conscience. Stop it. This thing is not good. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. But it's your choice to, to hear, to follow, as it says in the book of Romans 8, 14. Those who are the child of God, those who are true children of God, are led by the Spirit of God. James 1, 14 to 16, your desire, if you follow your desire, understand, when you follow your desires, you sin against God. So the choice is between you, what, what is the ultimate for you? Which is, what is the most important thing for you? Because obeying the will of God gives you so many privileges. You get saved. You have eternal life, but following the desires of this flesh, you end up in hell. So if truly you are a child of God and you really want to be with God at the end of your the, the journey of your life, I believe that we will go to that point of accepting Christ and fulfilling his word. That is why the person did what 
sold everything that he had to purchase that land because there was a valuable in that land the same way i'm urging us this this morning let go of every other weight in your life let go of every other baggage or or luggages of sin of your old self that is hanging all around you that is weighting you down trade everything for the will of god to be fulfilled in your life remember the bible says that jesus said come to me or who or he who are heavily laden and i'll give you rest why don't you trade all your desires and and your 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 your, your, your sins to christ and receive the spirit of god or receive the will of god being fulfilled in your life let's trade all these things let us let us not compromise as believers let us accept christ let us walk with christ so somebody may say that then what about the book of mark chapter 1 verse 15 let's go to mark 1 15 that scripture most people don't understand so i just want to throw the light on it then i'll be done mark chapter 1 15 thank you jesus he said that the time has come he said the kingdom of god has come has come near repent and believe the good news so now many people always think this scripture is talking of jesus was talking about the end time no 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 jesus was not talking about the end time look at it carefully that is when he got to galilee to proclaim the good news of god so he said i remember that the good news of god is the will of god remember what we understand about the where the kingdom of God is fulfilling of the will of God. So remember, the good news is a tool that helps us to be able to fulfill the, the will of God. The good news is what let us know what is the will of God. So he went to proclaim the word of God, which is the good news, to help the people to understand what the will of God is. And not only that, he said that the kingdom, he said that, he said that what? God in the kingdom of God has come near. Has come near does not mean that heaven is um, and the end of the world is there. No. He's talking about, you know, Jesus Christ had to die. His time was near to die because after his death is when we receive the Holy Spirit. After he died and he ascended, then the Holy Spirit came. So he was talking about that process that the kingdom of God is near. Because the Spirit is what is going to help us to be able to be obedient to the will of God, which is the kingdom of God. So the time has come that people will be able to fulfill the will of God because the time is now near to receive the spirit which will help us to be able to be obedient to the will of God. So we have to really understand that. Because if you check the book of Hosiah, you remember that there was a time God was talking to Hosiah, you are not my people, they are not my this, they are not my this. But the time came that he started saying that, now you will be my people and i'll not write my laws on tablets anymore but i'll write my i'll put my 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 what my laws in their heart i'll make them obey me i'll make them be submissive i'll make them love me 
How will he do that? Through the Spirit of God. His Spirit will help us to be able to love the Lord well, properly. Not with our carnal, because carnally you can't love God. Without the Spirit of God exhibiting or showing you that love of God. You can't be able to love God. That is what he was saying. So the same thing Jesus is stating here that the time has come, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. So when you repent and believe the good news, what happens is after this repenting and believing the good news, you you receive the Holy Spirit, which will help you to be able to what? Live that right life. But if you have not repented and you have not believed in the gospel, then how can you receive the Holy Spirit? You receive the Holy Spirit after believing. After receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So he was preaching this and he was telling the people that the time has now come. I am here now. The Old Testament era is ended. I am here now to fulfill these things. So just obey. Amen. So when you look at the book of John chapter 1 verse 29, the Bible says, Jesus, John said that this is the one who is coming. He is the one who is coming to take away the sin of the world, the sins of the world. And how did Jesus take the sins of the world? Dying on the cross and giving us that privilege to be able to be called sons of God once again. By Because of his death and resurrection, we receive the Holy Spirit. And by receiving the Holy Spirit, we, we are able to lead to live the right life because the Holy Spirit becomes our conscience. He guides us through decision makings. So I believe that this parable is simply, I'm summarizing it, simply telling us that get rid of every other thing that is not valuable comparing to you, your obedience to the will of God. Get rid of them. Put them on sale. Sell them for the will of God. Get rid of every other thing just to hold or just to be able to fulfill the will of God. Anything that competes with the in or that makes you not be able to fulfill the will of God, get sell it. Get rid of it in exchange of you fulfilling the will of God. My name is Reverend Victor Siam and I believe that you'll be blessed by this message. God bless you and have a lovely day. May the peace of the Lord be unto you now and forevermore. Amen. Bye-bye.